This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Another guest today, we have Vortex, who's a software developer, content creator, public speaker, and host of the Bitcoin News Show, which is on the World Crypto Network YouTube channel. So thank you very much, Vortex, for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Cobb, for having me. No, it's an absolute pleasure. I've, I've definitely gone through and had a look at some of the stuff on your YouTube channel. I love it. I think uh, you cover a lot of different points, um, some very interesting areas that I think we should discuss on the show today, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners will be very interested in. Um, but before we go there, do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey into crypto, how you become uh, the voice that you are, and, and sort of, I guess, what got you started? Sure, absolutely. So uh, I've been in Bitcoin now for about five years, kind of got in about the end of 2012, sort of early 2013. And so I, it was already kind of on my purview, uh, uh, in my on my radar, kind of on my periphery, because I am a software developer. So I've been a uh, software developer now for actually about 10 years before I found Bitcoin. <laughs> so now about 15 years, uh, spe- specifically focusing in uh, web application development with, uh, with ASP.NET. And so I was kind of uh, already... Um, it, I knew a couple of friends that were into it, and as well as how I actually found it was I found an article on Gawker about the Silk Road. And so I went and took to, took a look, and I just couldn't believe that this was possible, you know. So after looking into it, I, lo- I looked into it and figured out, oh, wow, uh, this is actually happening. Uh, Bitcoin is a real thing. And after that, you know, you just kind of dive deep down the rabbit hole. And uh, as far as, uh, you know, being in the space, uh, being public in the space and, and, and being a commentator and such, so speak, uh, really, I stayed all you know, the journey like on S&P 500. So, so this, this is a store of value. And so there's, it's not so much an investment. And there's a million other tokens out there. And look, there's a lot of experimentation going on, and that's great. Uh, we love to see all this experimentation. Experimentation. But at the end of the day, the only really thing that's interesting to me is Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the only thing that's actually trying to change money. Money as we know it, money as we understand it, uh, trying to uh, reform the central banking model that we've been stuck with for the several past several centuries. And uh, so this is where the wealth transfer is going to happen. This is uh, the new oil. This is the new uh, micro, the new silicon chip. This is the new microprocessor. This is the new internet. And uh, really, this is the the third wave of the internet and the fifth version of money, the fifth app version of uh, of money abstraction that humanity has understood. And uh, this is a game changer, a brand new asset class uh, sent from. You know, from from wherever, right? From from the anonymous creator Satoshi, and and this is this is uh, where I believe the most interesting work is being done. Okay, well, look, you're uh, you're an absolute traditionalist uh, to Bitcoin. You've just explained it uh, as you know, this is your world. You you comment on it, you commentate it. You're always keeping up on it. Uh, I know that uh, you've come to the show via uh, Trace, who's also a very big Bitcoin. Uh, original gangster, so to speak, OG, uh, one of the very first who, who sort of put calls out there. So I got some pretty interesting insights from him. I want to know what, what you think right now. I mean, you just said, you said, you know, there's, there's so much going on in Bitcoin right now that's exciting. Do you want to uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Too, you know, we know that and it will bring all sorts of new economies of scale and new technology to the average person. So, you know, uh, it's, it's this trial by fire that you have to experience with these things like Mt. Gox as, as, as these, these dips that they come in, uh, this, but this is not 2014 anymore. We're not going to have a two-year bear market. You know, we are going to uh, have this little bit of a bear market, and I believe that we're going to correct and rally uh, this fall. And if not this fall, then then spring of next year, because this is 2018. There are so many billionaires that are just circling, just waiting for the best price to, to come in. Because you know, we've seen all these people like Jack Dorsey, you know, like like these billion-dollar investment fund hedge, hedge um, 
managers that are just coming into these hedge fund managers that are talking about Bitcoin. We, we've seen JP Morgan and all the big banks talk about it. And so the world is all, is aware now. And so at this point, uh, it's only a matter of time. Everybody is trying to get in before the 2020 halving. And so I very much expect a rally very soon, uh, if not this fall, then the next spring. And But like you said, uh, you, you're, you're going to have to hold through these things if you are a believer of this technology, because you really, uh, it is a trial by fire. You're really not baptized in the fire until you have held through a 70% dip. <laughs> Absolutely, I could I couldn't agree more, and it's great to hear some positivity coming into the space. I mean, I've I've, uh, I've never been more bullish uh, anything in my life as I am the entire crypto and blockchain space, and Bitcoin is obviously a big part of that. Now, I ask all my guests uh, on the show Vortex uh, a very simple question. Well, I think it's a simple question. It might not be so simple for you. I'm not sure, uh, but we, we 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 talk about blockchain, Bitcoin, uh, and the you know this crypto space, uh, and we compare it a lot to the internet. Okay, now we saw a boom and people call it a bust, but I, I don't believe it was a bust because, you know, um, it was basically, uh, you know, a phoenix rose from the ashes. It got a bit crazy, it got a bit stupid, and then we saw the Googles, and then we saw the Apples, and then we saw the Yahoo's, the eBay's. Check, check, check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters. Join the website now and find out more about how you can get a structured trading approach and attack the markets with an idea of what you're doing. Join TraderCobb.com now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TraderCobb Crypto Show. Another great guest in Mike Kane, who is the co-founder of Hydrogen with us today. It's going to be a pretty interesting conversation uh, as this is kind of a financial internet, so to speak. It's sort of building out products in that space, which is obviously an area that we are seeing a lot of growth in the blockchain environment. So, Mike, thank you so much for being on the program with us today. I appreciate your time. No, thanks for having me. Um, Mike, quick question. I mean, do you want to just uh, explain, first of all, introduce yourself as to where you're from, what the project is, and um, yeah, that'll be a good start, I guess. No, absolutely. Um, so uh, I, have a, I have a very interesting backstory. I uh, actually started what we call the, the financial platform for the Web 3.0. Uh, so very simply, just an interconnected group of APIs that we deploy globally that allow you to build something like Hedgeable or something like Robinhood or Coinbase or Lemonade or all these different kinds of financial applications. Uh, we allow you to build that very, very quickly on top of our infrastructure and then to uh, deploy it and, and run it on an ongoing basis. Um, so you know, that has been going very, very well. We have you know, banks, insurance companies, tech companies, startups, scale-ups uh, all around the world as, as partners and clients. Uh, but really what we saw as we were starting doing this was, you know, the ecosystem was very centralized and there's a very you know, single point of failure for all these organizations, uh, especially here in the U.S. where we're based in New York. Uh, you know, Equifax is a good example. And the past summer they had over 100 million customers get their information hacked and spread all, all around the web and the dark web. Um, and this is because they had a single point of failure. So what really we want to do going forward and where we see the, the market is decentralizing the financial ecosystem. Uh, and that's really why we, we launched our blockchain project about two months ago, uh, was to allow any financial developer, any application uh, to decentralize parts of their application. Uh, and they don't need to write any smart contracts or write any blockchain code. Uh, we've written all of the 
uh, elementary uh, kind of standardized smart contracts, and then they call these smart contracts through our same set of APIs. So what this allows you to do is, um, so that's really what we see as the, the future is, is helping people through this new technology um, to not be as reliant on one or two parties or one or two banks in their particular country. And, you know, being able to, you know, use U.S. companies and use Australian companies for these different services and not think anything of it because it's a global kind of a decentralized economy. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, on about the dot-com, which is it's kind of the perfect segue because at the end I always ask every single guest about you know the, the similarities that are drawn between the dot-com era and blockchain. Um, we can see similarities. Obviously, it's tech is exploding. It's, it's something that anyone who's been in blockchain long enough kind of understands that, yes, this could probably will, and I'm pretty certain it's going to sort of revolutionize the way we do a lot of things. Maybe not everything, but a lot of things are going to change, and we're currently seeing that change. And as a space grows and matures we are sort of seeing as we just spoke of then you know just because you put blockchain in something doesn't mean it's worth anything it, uh, it doesn't mean that at all but we're going to see amazons and we're going to see the googles and we're going to see the ebays they're going to be coming through and we're seeing that at the moment so on a direct comparison obviously the internet's been around longer than 1993 to 2000 before it burst but that was kind of the uptake period with blockchain and where we are right now in this space Mike, where do you think we are? 1993, 2000, or somewhere in the middle? <laughs> uh, I would say 1993. Uh, the way we pose it is, uh, we had a meeting about this last week. Trader, trade, trader, crypto podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. We've got another amazing guest with us in Donna Riddell. Donna comes from a background of all sorts. I've just had a very brief chat with her. She's doing some amazing things within this space. It's also the past that she's done, things that brought her into this space that I'm really interested in. So thanks so much for being here. You're Donna. welcome. It's a pleasure. Would you like to give a little bit of an introduction on yourself, sure. where you've been, where you're at, and where you've come to? Sure. So I was uh, the chairman of the Commodity Exchange in New York. We merged in with the NYMEX to create the largest physical commodity exchange. And anybody who studies exchanges knows that they have they have merged and yep. consolidated. Uh, thereafter, I was the managing director of the World Economic Forum, most known for its meeting in Davos. I think wherever you're investing in a company, especially a startup, which all of these are, you look. I approach it the same way we look at, uh, at investing in a startup from the angel VC world. You really need a great team. That's the first thing you have to look at. How great is the entrepreneur? How great is the team he's building? How flexible are they? Because things are going to happen. Um, They're going to have to pivot and turn. And so you want to make sure that they have a a really solid uh, group together. The other thing, obviously, is you want to look at the business. What do you think about it? What's What's the competition? Does it really sound practical? And in the blockchain space, you need to ask, does it really need a blockchain? Well, that's a big one, yeah. Yeah, does it really need a blockchain? And then if you're looking and it happens to have a token as well, you have to ask, does it really need a token? So um, you want to look and analyze what are the use of proceeds? Um, What are are they going to do with the money? How much money are they getting? Are they going to be able to layer it in in a a focused and, and, and organized fashion to achieve their objectives and their benchmarks? So I think that's very, very important. And is there any particular area that blockchain is going into or is in at the moment that you see as particularly, I mean, it's all very innovative, right? It's all very innovative. But is there any area that excites you the most at the moment that's drawing the most attention from your eyes as far as an investment point of view? 
Uh, I really like the infrastructure yep. and um, some of the companies that are looking to solve problems within the infrastructure or specific problems that exist in society that the utilization of a blockchain or a token for payments could could work on. Um, the very many, many, many exciting companies, and so it's hard to parse through to be because every entrepreneur is in the conference spreading them and building them. Very passionate also, the companies, every company, I don't care whether it is a, a blockchain company or another company, should have women advisors. They should have women employees, and and I feel that given my long history of being a woman who was sometimes a first, yep. I call that out. And yep. I think that everybody should try and do that and start to correct it. Well, I can tell you one thing. I was at the Ethereal Summit. Um, God, it's been a long nine days, I'll tell you. It, they were There's great. a lot of women, a very diverse cultural and, and sex-wise. There was a lot of males, lots of, lots of females. I had some amazing women on the show. Uh, but that seemed like one that had sort of hit the nail on the head that the, the mix was really really good well the, the part of the reason is is that the consensus from almost its onset has tried very hard to make sure that there's women in blockchain and my friend Tessie Marin started women in yep. blockchain and they are a very inclusive group of people supportive group of people trying to constantly get women not only involved but promoted to visibility because it, it's interesting isn't it? i mean we talk about crypto being inclusive that's the whole point we're taking power back we're being inclusive everyone's involved we can connect everybody through the use of the blockchain and the trustless society but then we go and see six men on stage with one woman panelist it, it's like the message and the, the the execution in those sorts of arenas it, it just seems strange and when i was walking around in the event overwhelmingly the, the people that were attending were men um, I don't know what that is. I'm not sure if it's because there's there's less female investors or if they just feel like they don't want to come to an event like that because it does feel so male dominated. Well, I, I can say, and personally for me, I didn't go to consensus because I knew it was going to be oh, the it was time. Crazy. It was going to be a little too crazy. Yeah, I was. had a great time at Fluidity and yeah. I had a great time at, at the Ethereal yeah. um, conference um, and went to a lot of um, really high quality events in and around New yeah. York on tokens, on social on social um, enterprise. There were many, many highly respectable people speaking all over New York. And I thought, me personally, I would get more out of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters.